All right, let's go through 3.3, which is about empire, land-based empires and their belief systems. This wraps up unit three. I told you it was a quick unit, and this reading shouldn't be too long. Let's do it. Uh, belief system, Western Europe. Please remember Eastern Europe, they were Russian or Eastern Orthodox religions, okay? So we're talking about Western Europe. The Reformation. The Protestant Reformation was a major turning point in history. Not only did it affect religious life in Europe, but it also affected social, political, and economic institutions as well. The Reformation's leaders were Martin Luther and John Calvin, both educated as priests for the Catholic Church. The Reformation was a protest against perceived wrongdoings by the Catholic Church. The followers of Luther and Calvin became known as Protestants because of their protesting causes, church corruption. By the 1500s, the Catholic Church was the most wealthy and powerful institution in Europe. Many church leaders lived more like kings than priests and became increasingly involved in political matters. To raise money for these activities, the church raised fees for services such as marriage and baptism and also began the sale of indulgences, which were letters of forgiveness or pardons for one's sin. The Catholic Church also sold church positions through the practice of simony. These practices caused both anger and resentment across Europe, and many called for reforms to take place. That's the reason why it's called Reformation, by the way. They're reforming, they want to reform the church, okay? Martin Luther. Martin Luther was a German monk who, had, who was concerned about the sale of indulgences and other corruptions in the church. In 1517, he wrote his 95 Theses which were 95 arguments against the sale of indulgences. He posted these on the door of the Wittenberg Church in protest. The Catholic Church ordered Luther to recant or take back his theses, but he refused. The church excommunicated him, which means they kicked him out, and would have executed him had they been able to capture him. Luther's ideas spread quickly throughout Germany and Scandinavia, mainly due to the new printing press. Look for that in class. Luther's beliefs are what sparked the Reformation. Luther believed that Christians could only reach salvation through faith in God. He did not believe that the Pope or other priests had any special powers, including the forgiveness of sins. Luther's beliefs became the basis for the Protestant form of Christianity. Protestantism is uh, one of the largest forms of Christianity in the world, just so you know. John Calvin uh, was another priest turned reformer. Like Luther, he believed that faith in God provided the path to salvation, but he also promoted the idea of predestination. Predestination is the belief that certain people were chosen by God for salvation. Followers of Calvin all believed that they were predestined for heaven. They set up religious communities throughout Europe and lived very strict moral lives. Counter or Catholic Reformation. This is something that students forget about all the time. As a response to the Protestant Reformation, the Catholic Church began a program to enact reform from within. The purpose of the counter or Catholic Reformation was to end corruption, return to traditional teachings, and to strengthen the church, the Catholic Church, in an attempt to stop its members from converting. Pope Paul III called the Council of Trent in 1545 to institute these reforms. The Council set up new schools for priests, and in most corruption like simony and indulgences and created new religious orders to deal with these problems. Okay, hint with this whole counter-reformation. Everybody's converting over to Protestantism and the Catholics are like, what do we do, what do we do? So they reform themselves to try to stop that. Effects. Luther's and Calvin's ideas spread across Europe quickly. 
This was due to unrest in the peasant population, inventions like the printing press, and the support of rulers wishing to free themselves from Catholic control. The rulers wanted the power for themselves. Okay, remember what we did in class about absolutism. Um, religious unity in Europe was lost, which resulted in many wars, including civil wars in Germany and France and wars between Protestant England and Catholic France and Spain. The Reformation also leads to a period of anti-Semitism or hatred of Jews. Both Catholics and Protestants place restrictions on Jews, often forcing them to live in separate areas of town. Witch hunts also increased as many people caught up in the religious zeal or craziness accused others of Satanism. Thousands were killed as a result, most of them women. Overall, the Protestant Reformation and the counter-Catholic Reformation changed the face of society in Europe. Before the Reformation, Western Europe was united behind a single faith, Catholicism, with a strong church for guidance. By the end, Europe was divided religiously between Protestants and Catholics, and strong monarchs, who were absolute monarchs, filled the leadership void left as a result of a weakened church. So that these monarchs basically go, church is out of the way, they take all the power. That's how absolutism really happened. In Islam, the Ottomans and Safavid, the Sunni-Shia divide in Islam that emerged in the previous time period grew more intense in this era. The best example of this conflict was the struggle between the Ottoman Empire, which was Sunni, and, the, and its Shia neighbor, the Safavid Empire. The territorial struggle between these two Muslim empires culminated with the Battle of Childeran in 1514. At this battle in present-day Iran, the outnumbered and poorly equipped Shia Safavids were defeated by the Sunni Ottomans. Firearms were pro a prominent reason for the Ottoman victory, and they experienced a period of expansion after that battle. The Safavids learned the importance of firearms and became a gunpowder empire. More importantly, the Ottomans and Safavid would continue to battle for over 200 years. Remember, the Safavids will get their weapons from Europe because they want to take the Ottomans down. Finally, Sikhism. Sikhism developed in South Asia in a blend between Hinduism and Islam. The Prophet Muhammad showed up as a character in Hindu epics and local folklore. In Indonesia, the Salamatan, a local fest, a feast of reconciliation, was used by Muslim leaders to convert people to the new faith. Conversion stories took on traditional characteristics, such as accompanying miracles and signs. In Javanese culture, these miracles were necessary to establish the leader as a channel of communication between God and people. As the Islamic Mughal dynasty formed in South Asia and India, an enormous amount of religious uh, an enormous amount of religious syncretism formed. Remember, syncretism is the blending of religions. A new world religion, Sikhism combined Islam's notion of the oneness of God with the Hindu concept of inclusiveness. Although it did not endure, Akbar also attempted to create a new faith by combining elements of Hinduism, Islam, Christianity, and Zoroastrianism, which is an early uh, monotheistic religion. And the arts, Persian, Hindu, and Muslim style styles blended to form a distinctive Mughal form of painting. All right, so that's it on unit three. I will say when you get down to um, number 10, uh, on the questions. All you want to do is think back what we talked a lot about in those first two units, how religion and politics were often combined in leaderships, right? If you read through this, you'll understand maybe something that was different in this unit, okay? That's it for now. Make sure you watch the video as well, and uh, next time we chat, it'll be unit four.